Salutations, dear listeners. This is Boneyards and Boojums, an 1879 RPG actual play podcast. Part 2, A Yuletide Terror. Chapter 1. A New Commission 19th of December, 1879 Madam, I am once again in need of your investigatory services. Peculiar goings-on in the vicinity of Chelmsford, Essex are of great interest. Specifically, news reported within the Chelmsford Chronicle on the 17th of December regarding nocturnal acoustic anomalies must be scrutinised. Findings should be submitted in writing to Professor Arjun Singh, preferably in person at his residence of 270 Cherry Tree Lane, South Horn Church, Raynham. Your continued discretion in these matters is appreciated. Gramercy. So I want to check in first with Madame Truffini. Yes. Um, you've set up like a shop in London, right? Yeah, I've got sort of like my little shop where people can come and get their fortunes read, or I can actually, you know, talk to spirits with them if they need to be, or do my slightly less savory things like fortune reading. Okay. And um, I don't know if we, we had openly discussed this or if it was like another conversation. Uh, between sessions, but there is like you have your f- kind of front business and your back business kind of thing. Yeah, is that the thing? Yeah, but basically you do have sort of a storefront, but you also go to back door for like the more shady dealings. And, yes. Um, oh, definitely. And I the... know nothing of this. <laughs> yes, you know, to come and you know, oh, you're coming for a reading, of course. Oh, th- what is your question? Of course, step into this room. Exactly. All right, let's check in with Amos. What's Amos been doing since last time? Crafting firearms, doing some skill training, selling his firearms out of his shop, the usual. Okay. Back door and, and front door. <laughs> your shop is in London, is it? I yes, it's on Bespoke Street. Okay, excellent. Uh, Makoto, can you describe your character? Okay. Um, so Charlotte is, I would say she's kind of small. Um, she looks... Uh, to be like, like I said, an elfish. I guess she is an elf. I forgot. Um, she's got a pixie-like face. These kind of bright green eyes that get very large when she's interested into a subject. She's got this kind of dark hair with these light kind of blonde highlights that are all like these thick curls that are usually tied up into like a tight bun. Um, and she wears normally just uh, kind of. I think it's like that burlap textured clothing. She's got the working apron, like that thick leather apron on. Um, and mainly she's got her bag of tools and books. And she's always got like a, she's got the inside pocket protector with all her pens and writing implements and stuff. Um, but I think that's kind of the general look, I think, for her. In the past, we, we had a little quick start thing and Charlotte was involved in that. And she kind of got knocked unconscious during the whole thing. 
Uh, but how has she been doing since? <laughs> so, um, uh, Charlotte was kind of an untrained, like a self-taught enthusiast in the weird science. And could you remind me, Amos, what your profession is? Oh, you mean, uh, so Amos isn't the same as what we're playing Oh, he for. changed. You were, you were okay. a weird scientist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What were you before? He was, I was a weird scientist. I was a weird oh, okay, scientist. okay, okay. Okay. Uh, now I'm a big game hunter. That's cool. Okay, so in that brush with Amos, I think she had taken a lot of notes on his process. And after that first, it was like her first field experiment. So she had done all this research, but that was her first like actual interaction with like that aggression and the occult. So when she went back to her studio, her like small little hidden workshop, I think that's where she kind of got a better idea of like what she needed. And so her process probably became like researching like what kind of thing, like the harmful effects that can occur, you know, preparing. I think that's why she designed that like, uh, that like device, the, the shield device, because she was like, wow, I got hit. I like to blow things up. Um, and also there are dangerous things out there and I get caught in that. So I need to like, I need to protect myself, you know? Um, Cause you know, she never knows if she'll have a group of people there to help. So she was preparing for that probably. And the device is the etheric oscillator. Mm. And so this is something that can do the shield spell once per day, um, automatically successful at spell casting, but then you roll an effect test to step eight, the equivalent to the shield spell. So you can come up with like, if that um, happens, we do that at some point you can come up with a description of how that manifests because i think i have an idea yeah because the way spells work in 1879 or effects their spell like <laughs> is that every school of spell casting or whatever uh, weird science is like you know that amalgam of magic and science um each one has a different manifestation of how a certain spell looks and works and operates so mm. you can add your own little twinges to it and stuff yeah i think it's like a belt um it's pr uh i don't want to go too hard and say like it's a super sentai power ranger looking belt but i imagine it, it's like metal and it has like what looks to be like a rip cord in the center and it, there's like a glass tube mm. that is that runs around the, the center of it is kind of braced um and i imagine it's some kind of dynamo she pulls it an electric charge runs through the belt and is amplified and as the glass like shatters it creates like this um <gasps> shield it's the sound it's and it's based off the sound of the glass shattering that is that and it's kind of that amplified oscillated effect that kind of creates a barrier around her cool. i like it <laughs> okay so um back to madame Trefini. um yes you get a bit of correspondence um sent to you i would say maybe by oh this is uh i was gonna say by telegram but no this is actually a a letter just kind of dropped off to you a postcard with no return address um uh once again in need of your investigatory services seems like something's going on in chelmsford um and um yeah i'm assuming you've kind of read through the note yeah. there do you have any questions on that anything that you would think that madame trefini would be wondering about really it just sort of tells us what needs to be done um since it was talking about uh, things that were in the Chem the Chelmsford chronicle yep. she may have seen if she could find a copy of that okay yeah you so that have she could any... take a look at that specific <clears throat> so she has an idea of maybe what they're get what she's going to ask people to get into yeah so you are able to track down no problem one of these um Chelmsford chronicle uh, newspapers from that day. It takes a little bit of doing. Um, I'm going to have you roll a just straight up knowledge test. So it would be just a straight perception test on just okay. Chelmsford in general. 
and what the situation is in that town right now. Oh, oh you're dear. In, you're in the test dice. Oh, thank goodness I'm in the test dice. <laughs> I'm just going to say nope. <laughs> there we, there go. we go. Okay, seven for seven. <laughs> All right. Doesn't count in the test dice channel. <laughs> I was making sure it I had it right. stays in the test dice channel. Stays what in the dice there? <laughs> yeah, what rolls there? Stays there. Stays right. there. Even if it's okay. really good. So on a seven for your knowledge of Chelmsford, you actually do know that you've heard and seen a fair bit about this, that Chelmsford has become a bit of a Boojum town uh, in that um, a lot of Boojums have been moving there uh, kind of to be there with, uh, you know, various peoples who have gone through looking at glass fever. It's not that there aren't any humans there anymore. It's yeah. just that they're the minority now. Um, or Hoojums, as they were mentioned as by uh, <laughs> like Jacoby, etc. Um, and um, the yeah, it, it, it's definitely a Boojum town. And in the uh, newspaper, what you're seeing is kind of a, a take on it's kind of like almost like the wacky part of the news thing. People are claiming that there are some crazy noises at night, and it was kind of you know almost a comical take on a quote from. Uh, an individual who has sounds like the page six phenomenon yeah it's just it seems like whoever wrote this wasn't really taking it seriously okay um and i might have a yeah so the origin the person who reported it was their name because you don't know uh because it's initials was an ac tusk ac tusk okay t-u-s-k so that's the reporter No, that was the source. Okay, um, that's the source. Uh, the person who was um, the one who reported it, but also had asked yeah, around and the source of the information. Yeah, you found that he—he's pretty sure he'd re, or he or she had reported that other people said that this was happening as well. But it was the only okay. person who was willing to go on record. Okay, why do I have a feeling that that's like a pseudonym or a fake name or something? <laughs> There, there's, there's going to be a pun involved, and we're going to groan at it. I just, I have this feeling. Mm, yes. Okay. So Are you saying they're, they're trolling you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with that information, I will probably, uh, I first would go to see um, uh, my good friend, Miss Cross, who, however, probably finding her quite busy already. Yep. She's got another She's busy with her own cases, right so... <laughs> I would move on to Amos, since he's in town, and head over to his shop. All right. And maybe just to make this simple, could we maybe say maybe Jacoby yeah. was uh, checking on Amos's shop at the time? Actually, I kind of had it. That is true. He does. Um, I actually had kind of a uh, a scene that I had in mind. Okay. Yeah. Good idea. All right. Sure. What do you got? So just because I'm a complete and utter dork. And, and I, I think of things cinematically. Uh, I'm imagining Madame Trefini. It's, where are we, London? Yes. Okay. So it's a stereotypical London day, which means it's raining. It's cloudy. It's raining. There's storms. And she's getting ready to go see Amos after coming back from, you know, to her shop because her, you know, the, her other friend was busy. And this dark shadow crosses over in front of the glass of her door and with a gust of wind the door opens and enters a tall figure features are obscured by a long hat and upturned collar and he stands there in the doorway she'll sort of 
glances up. Uh, can I help you? I'm looking to see if I can have my fortune read. And ah. the hat just kind of tips up because, you know, he's pushing it, uh, the brim up by one finger and you see a familiar, smiling, snarky face underneath. She'll give him a, a grin as she tucks her card, a, a deck of, one of many decks of cards into a pouch and grabs her coat. Well, I was just actually heading off to go see Amos. Feel free to come along. I am sure we have much to talk about and many opportunities to read your cards. Pleasure to meet you again, Miss Trafini. And, and he, you, you know, m- m- he steps out of the doorway and motions for her to exit first. Yeah. She steps out, you know, pulling out her key so that she can lock the door behind her once he's out, out as well. And he does. He also opens up an umbrella for her as he steps out. Why, thank you. And of course. And she'll start leading the way along the streets to Amos's shop. Excellent. And um, I'm trying to think of a good way to get Charlotte in here. Um, you had mentioned uh, that... Because uh, I do know Charlotte. Think, yeah, you do know Charlotte. And Charlotte knows yeah. Amos as well. Yeah, although he's Thinking not quite the same anymore. One thing, like, Charlotte, want, Charlotte wants to try out her new uh, oscillator, and I'm wondering if she might uh, <laughs> be going to check out, um, uh, go ch- go check with Amos, see if he's up to any trouble or something. I like am, that. Yeah, I imagine range. if I know where, if I know who, where this person is, I imagine, yeah, I would have gone, I think it would have been the time where she would have been on that grind, Yeah, but now she's, she's like, okay, I'm going to go check notes, go compare notes, and uh, she's probably going to be, like, super sad that almost doesn't do the same thing anymore, but she doesn't know that yet. So I have fire targeting. Like, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I imagine that, yes, I would be headed to see almost uh, to compare notes. Good old looking glass fever. <laughs> yep. Exactly. And Amos, um, I want to say you're just having a nice rainy day in the shop where you're glad you're not outside, uh, but sad that you don't have customers or anything, I guess, maybe. Probably just outside. working away in the shop. Yeah, working away in the shop. And um, uh, uh, who would come in first? Uh, Charlotte, maybe? Charlotte. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, you, oh, Amos, uh, no, do you want to describe what your shop yeah. is like? What do I see when I enter? Um, yeah. Uh, first of all, there is a valet uh, sitting basically behind a counter. And he's a tall, about six foot human, um, dressed very well. And he will immediately kind of perk up and uh, rush over to see you and say, uh, may I help you? Uh, Charlotte looks probably a little confused as she entered. Um, she is a soft tan face, like kind of like a pixie shaped to her face, um, but she's got hazel eyes. Uh, she's got like dirty, it's like dark brown, but looks like to be the kind of highlights in it, but it's tied up in a really tight bun, but a little, she's wet, like she's been in the rain with no umbrella. Um, she goes, um, maybe I'm in the wrong place. Um, um, Amos, I'm looking for Amos Blackstone? Oh, yes, he's in the shop. Uh, just be oh, one minute. Uh, okay, shop. He uh, will wander back uh, off to the side, and you'll see him do some gesturing, and then Amos stomps out, and he is now uh, a very burly, uh, about four foot high uh, dwarf. Uh, he will be dressed in his, well, his work attire, which is kind of like an apron and there'll be like metal shavings on it um and yep he'll stomp out oh uh, it's ah a long time no see how are you almost it's good so good to see you and she just immediately pulls out a notebook and she goes so i've reworked the designs a little bit and she if you look here and redesign my work i've, I've tried uh, oh, to see if i could uh, re-oscillate my magic madam, through the madam madam, uh, madam. Oh, uh, let me stop you there 
I'm somewhat different than last time I met you. Um, what do you mean exactly? Uh, I've lost the gift for the devices. I'm more of a man of action now, and oh. somewhat, somewhat shorter. Hmm. I didn't notice. Um, well, she closes the notebook and, you know, she looks a little uh, uncomfortable. She goes, well, uh, exploration of all kinds, uh, correct? Well, I, well, I have right. some designs I would need to test regardless. Uh, could I possibly assist you in any way? And uh, maybe with that, Madame Trefini, you're <laughs> entering the front of the shop. So Madame Trefini and Jacoby come in. Madame Trefini just sort of, you know, sort of breezes into the room as if, because she's been into the shop before, once, once or twice now, and just automatically starts taking her coat off, sees Am, her eyes like sort of float past the, the valet, hit Amos. Ah, Amos, dear. Do be good and put on a pot of tea. We have company. Oh, and it is a full reunion. Charlotte, dear, how are you? Metrofini, it's so good to see you again. I'm good. Very well. Um, how are you? Excellent. This is just perfect. I have news. And she pulls out her, the card that she's received in the mail she's received. Amos There's will, a- at this point, look over to Thomas. That's the valet. Mm-hmm. Like, Thomas, tea! And Thomas will scurry off to go make tea. <laughs> <laughs> I have another request of the exciting kind. Capital! Capital! Well, let me just, uh... And uh, look, clean up look and who I'll else visited! Look who else came to London to visit! Oh, and he just tilts his hat up and... Amos! And he grabs the dwarf and picks him up in a hug. Well, not the usual greeting, but I like it. Um, just give me a minute to freshen up. And he will, after he's put back down, stomp off into the back and go and get cleaned up. So he'll be a few minutes. And she'll call through the door. Don't forget to get the black powder out of your beard. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Doesn't taste good with tea. Fair enough. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> she'll just, you know, sort of move over to where Amos has a little tea table set up in his shop or that she knows about and settles herself down and motions for the other two to take a seat as well. And uh, Jake B does is like, you know, if he kept the black powder in his beard, that would be quite a uh, sparking conversation topic. <sighs> it's wonderful to see you too, Jacoby. <laughs> Charlotte, uh, how have you been doing? Charlotte, you see, Charlotte actually has to like ponder the question for a second and it goes, I've been well. Um, last time since we met, it was rather, uh, eye-opening experience. Uh, so I've had to, uh, re-advise my angle of research. Of course. Well, um, sin- she since turns- we were here, I've, of course, this is Jacoby. He's, um, American. Oh, what are you doing so far away from home? Uh, well, that ties into who I am. What Madame Trefini did not mention is that I am Jacoby Buckleberry. My great-grandfather owns Buckleberry Estate. I came to to help assist him in his twilight years, and then we both got looking glass fever. My goodness. He now now has quite a bit of time ahead of him. What about you? um, (laughs) That's all you get. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Maybe Charlotte, I'll have you roll uh, knowledge, just a general knowledge test. So it'd be just perception step, which I think for you is seven, because... You have all sevens and fours on your sheet. I got a ten. You got a ten. That's pretty good. So you think you might be applying, and uh, you being an elf, you probably are fairly keenly aware of um, some of the longevity discrepancies that are now cropping up um, between the Boojums. Um, that, you know, you as an elf have a very long life ahead of you, and so that maybe implies that 
Jacoby's great grandfather is an elf, and that you it's quite clear Jacoby's a snark, um, and uh, they don't live so oh. long anymore. Uh, anyone who converted over to a snark, they got you think the research said maybe 40 years in them, maybe 50. Mm. Oh, well, she kind of stops. You see the pen stops, uh, and then she closes it. Well, hmm, that's rather interesting. <laughs> that is, uh, one way to put it, ma'am. At this point, Thomas will come out with tea, and uh, he will pour everyone a cup, and also pour one for Amos, who's not there yet. And Jacob, um, will uh, nod and go, thanks, sir. He'll nod and retire to another room. Is anyone uh, else checking out the correspondence, I guess? Yeah, know. I'll set it down onto the table, sort of start going over it loud enough so that, you know... If I'm assuming Amos, Amos can hear it in the back. Can Amos hear it from the back if I talked a bit louder? Or uh, actually, at, at this point, he'll uh, he'll come stopping out. Yeah. Um, he have, has his uh, ballistic vest or ballistic uh, jacket back on. Um, it's been fancified a little bit. It's got silver um, vines and roses on it. And he looks like he's pretty much ready to go. <laughs> he's got his backpack and he's got his firearms. <laughs> he's got his big giant rifle flung over his shoulder. I'm just going right. to start laughing. I see you don't care when when or where we're going. <laughs> <laughs> Always an adventure. I have written, recently gotten a letter with a request for for investigating on the on the um discretion discretion side of things into Chelmsford and Essex. Hunting there. Capital. Capital. When do we leave? Yes. And you'll all fit into the town. I'll be a bit of a sore thumb, but I'm sure you'll look after you'll all look after me if you choose to go. Well, Amos is already going. I think he'd be out of here if he already knew exactly where and when to go. Now, why would you? More information, but uh, he will lean his uh, rifle off to the side and sit down at the table and begin (laughs) sipping his tea. Yeah, uh, adding in a little cream and sugar, Jacoby will sip his tea and go. Now, why do you think you would not fit into this town? Well, you see, I've looked in a little bit. Chelmsford is a Boojum town now. There are some humans left, but not as common there. We are the minority now. Oh. But there has been, uh, there was an article in in there, in the Chronicle, the Chelmsford Chronicle, that's talked about strange noises at night, and... There are folk who are curious about it. So am I. There we go, then. Uh, we won't be joined by by Miss Cross this time. She is busy on her own with her own things. And She's I've broke. left note for Dr. Winter. We'll glance at Charlotte at this point. Another companion we've picked up. But I had yet to her back, so I've left a location on where she could meet us. Some information there on where where I'm heading, where I was planning to head, so that if she was able to join us, she could. Okay, when do we leave? Well, now that I we would know dare how say long, after tea. I would think so, or as soon as everybody Please. gets their things together, if they need to get it, pick up anything on the way to the train station. Oh yes, I should probably gather my tools. Yes, and you might want a coat or a heavier coat. I'm not sure what it will be like there. Hmm. Like Charlotte looks like she appears to have like just thought of that for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> be completely honest, I was actually kind of look, wanted really? to look through your wares, Amos. All I Fair got enough. on me is my rifle and my knife. Fair enough, what would you like? And he'll uh, gesture over to the, the shop that he just left from. You <laughs> mean guns Sorry. He does. He shoots them too. Damn good. Fighting. I've been practicing as well. I think, uh... Excellent. 
J- Jacob is going to finish his cup and get up and go peruse the uh, peruse the weapons. Yep, there's uh, various weapons. Some of them haven't quite been assembled yet. Uh, there's uh, metal shavings on the floor. There's racks of firearms, literally, mm-hmm. of all shapes and sizes. Um, yes, there's some that uh, you've, you've never quite seen anything quite like before. <laughs> ooh, that may or those may are work. really interesting. That may or may not work. <laughs> hmm. I would just like to know, as I am a cinematic person as well, like, uh, every time Jacoby moves, I would just like to know that Charlotte follows him like a cat, like, full eyes dilate, like... She just tracks every movement. You see, she's trying real hard not to touch him or get too close, but she's observing very hard. <laughs> and while all of this is happening, <laughs> sips her tea slowly, watching everybody, like, just sort of, like, from the corner of her eye as she flip, pulls out the deck of cards and flips over three three cards quickly to just Ooh. sort of checking over the what is to come. See something you like, miss? Well... That's what we're finding out, isn't it? <laughs> I uh, I apologize. I was actually speaking. Uh, Jacob was actually speaking to Charlotte, yeah. not Adam Trefini. Still said that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As she looks at the cards, <laughs> that actually might make Jacob pause and go. Eh, eh, eh. <laughs> Just kind of wave it off. All right. Um, what did uh, Ben Trefini turn up in her cards? So the, the first card she flips up is for sort of the relevance of what is. What is to sort of about what is about to happen, which was the Eight of Swords upright. So imprisonment, entrapment, self-victimization. So she's sort of seeing potentially some sort of something entrapped. They are being drawn into what is about to happen. Like the group of people gathering together are being drawn into something that could potentially be maybe a trap or something like not necessarily like dangerous or keeping them there forever but they're being pulled towards this thing that is ex- could be very exciting could be scary who knows the the second card she flips up is the um, more what is to what is going to be there what will they find and that is resilience grit the last stand in the nine of wands being upright so she's sort of seeing that you know what is there there is a resilience there is something a last stand being made by something perhaps they will need their res- their whatever resilience and grit they have to overcome that whatever is there and then the final card is sort of the outcome of everything at the end of it at the end of this journey and that is the reversed 10 of pentacles a fleeting mm. success, a lack of stability, and a lack of resources. So she's thinking it's going to use quite a bit of what they have to get through this. There will be success, but it's not going to be a lasting... Whatever they, they solve there, whatever they find, it's not going to last. The peace that comes from it, perhaps, or whatever the success is, isn't going to last for long. Sounds so good. <laughs> so... Um, that is what she finds, is she's just sort of there all shopping and watching the shopper, and Madame Truffini just does her cards. See anything you like? Uh, custom uh, firearms are available, but I, I have to make them because, you know, they have to be to you what you want. No, I was actually looking at these uh, heavy pistols here, these revolvers. Which, quite right, and he'll Looking at it rack. now, I can't get because 14 minimum strength and I have a 13 minimum strength. No, you can. It just takes um, a negative one penalty. Oh, okay. I believe that's how it works. If you were to wield one. A little bit of annoying because, uh, you know, just by one. 
that seems a little um, a little heavy for you. Um, I could make it uh, much like Madame Trefini's. I have uh, I put some baffles in it. It, uh, it 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 cuts down on the on the uh, on the kickback when you fire. Um, it makes it much more easy to use. But I, I, I haven't got any in stock. I could I could certainly make you one, but it would take some time, of course. Oh no, these will these will be fine. I'll adjust. I'm a big guy. I need big guns. Fair enough. We can we can discuss it after uh, after the the current predicament is solved. Uh, but yes, mm-hmm. by all means, uh, purchase away, and he will um, kind of fit you for which one you like best. And there's several on the rack, and he'll just get you whichever one you want and go from there. So you're aware, just so you're aware, for a game mechanic uh, thing, you could raise your strength by a point um, you oh. know, in between sessions. Um, Fair enough. It costs like 800 adventure points. And Ouch. Probably some money as well. So it's something you could do later, certainly. Fair without, enough. without the negative, or you could take it now with the negative. So <laughs> I'm going to, we'll, we'll do that. I'll take the negative, but like if I get enough, I'll do that in between sessions. Yeah, as for yourself, madam, see anything you like? Um, she's like, oh, yes, I do. But she's clearly looking at Jacoby. Um, she's like, you see, oh! she's kind of like making measurements. She's like, uh, so did you grow in height? Yeah, it's a light pistol, what you have right now, just a standard light pistol, which I'm sure almost has something much better than that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I do. <laughs> oh, for sure. Um, does fu- so I don't, I'm, I'm kind of a noob. So firearms, does that, does that uh, classify a certain type? Like, does that have a classification of weapons that I can use? No, no, yeah. just it's a, or, yeah. Cause yeah. I think, um, mostly yeah, guns. I think, on strength. <laughs> okay, cool. Because I was going to say, if you have like a light rifle, I think she's looking for something that puts, can put her at a little more distance. Fair enough. Uh, what's well, your there strength? is a bolt action rifle. Hold on. What? My strength is low. If, um, My strength is... It would be the eight. attribute, not the... Uh, yeah. Eight. It's low. <laughs> yeah. Oh, eight. You can get a... You can get a repeating rifle. You can do a hmm. light carbine. Um, uh, I would suggest, madam, the the repeating rifle as a standard issue. Um, again, mm-hmm. after we finish this business we're about, you could, I could certainly make you something uh, with a little more oomph. But uh, for right now, uh, certainly this firearm here, and I will show her the repeating rifle, right. should have the, it should be much more stopping power than you have right now and should be easy enough for you to use. Um, and what would the cost of something like this be? Well, this one is just looking up here. Oh. Uh, uh, repeating rifle. Uh, uh, six pound. She slowly hands it back to you. I think I'll carry what I have for now. Amos, is it much better than what she has right now? Is, but um, perhaps something maybe a little less um, expensive. How about this one? And he'll show her a medium pistol uh, revolver. A little more stopping power, um, but. Only a pound for price. Ah. She goes, I can do that. And she hands you a pound. Fair enough. Capital. Here you are. I love how and... you're just making money during this. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, um, oh, and, uh, for you, Jacoby, the, uh, and, and Jacoby, for the revolver, uh, a pound six. Two of them it is. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, What's a cowboy if I'm not do, you know, if I'm not doing the, any, you know, he does the two guns. Take your word on it. Oh, you all need to go out west to America. There's big sky, big land. You'll love the adventure. 
Rob, I'd like to go over how long do you think it takes to craft a device? I'd like to maybe give that a shot. Um, um, let me look up craft device. I could potentially even do that like while we're on the train or something. Yeah, like I don't know if because it's because I also have like field, I think field engineer or something. So, yeah. no, do you know how long craft um, device takes? Uh, I, uh, yes, it's the same as craft firearm with craft any of those. It takes a day. Oh, okay. For each right. test. Okay. So yeah. you might not be able to make something in the amount of time you have. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, how do you plan on going to Chelmsford? Because it's not that far away. It's kind of northeast of London. Uh, I didn't actually look up the travel time, but let's just say it was probably a couple hours by train at most. Yeah. Uh, let me think. So which uh, you folks going to try a train or take some other means yeah. to Chelmsford? Carriage or train? Like? I was just about to ask the same. Anybody oh, have that must be that's shillings and pence. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Anybody have I, a I'm like, train's fine with me, ma'am. Excellent. Good. Train it is. It is more comfortable. Less jostling. Fair enough. The station is right down the street. Excellent. All right. Anybody else doing anything before they're heading to Chelmsford? Just going to gather her things. Let people go off and run and gather their things if they didn't have them with them. Thomas, mind the store! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> right. Um, I just need any- to do math on some weapons, so... <laughs> anybody else have uh, any questions? I mean. Yep. Anybody else got any questions about the correspondence of things that they want to investigate yeah. in it? In She'll terms of make the letter open to anybody who wants to look at it. And yeah, yeah, I'm kind of interested. Is there any way I can track down any like news articles or anything about events in the area or like any weird? In case there was something in a different, art, different chronicle about it. Yeah, or maybe just. Uh, we, I guess we have a location already, don't we? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we're going to Chelmsford Chronicle, and we have a name for the the source of the things. I found the article itself. And people are just hearing weird noises at night? Yes, that's what this fellow has said. Okay. We need to examine the bumps in the night. <laughs> Excellent. Um, <laughs> Madame Trefini, I'm going to get you to roll a uh, perception or awareness. Okay. Doop-doop-doop. Last one on this note. Awareness 10. Ooh, I have a good one then. For 11. All right. 11. Um, you think the same uh, writer is behind this uh, note? Okay. You think you're dealing with the same person? Uh, you're gathering that they are fairly upper class. Uh, there's a lot okay. of hints here. You're, I don't know what your opinion is as a player or whether Commercy is a sign-off or a name, but... You know, I'm suspecting a sign-off. Like, Madame Trefini is sort of suspecting it's more of a sign-off and as opposed to the person's name. Because it seems they want to be, since she's never actually seemed to be reporting directly to them and it's a different person each time, she's yep. suspecting they're trying to remain anonymous. Yep. All right. Excellent. So you folks can head on to the train if you like and um, catch the, I don't know, three o'clock yeah. train to Chelmsford. Yeah. <laughs> direction. Yeah. She'll go in and Yuma. to find the, the cost of the ticket. I can't remember what the cost of the train ticket is, but it will say it's like a shilling for okay. that. For each. So she'll she'll hand the four shillings over. Okay. Oh, that's and kind of her. You uh, fairly uneventful time on the train. I don't know if you want to do any tarot readings of anyone or yeah. anything on the way there. Um, or... Did anybody want a specific reading while we travel? I'm still good with the one you gave me. Thank you. Excellent. I wouldn't mind. Pass the time. I'm curious. And what are you curious about today? 
Do you have a specific Honestly? question? Something you want to know about? Love? Money? Just wondering where my road's gonna end. Hmm. So you're the future. Mm-hmm. It's, right. um... Things have changed quite a bit, as you well know. Yes. And, uh, don't exactly have plans anymore. I just kind of don't know what to do with myself. Of course, of course. She sort of, like, pulls the deck out, pulls a cloth out of the bag as well that she's that she ha- doesn't usually pull out more of a silk cloth. Amos has seen this before since she's done him a reading. And she mm. sort of flicks it out and over the little tape, the little fold-up table that's in the in the train car, and then pulls the deck out. Cut the deck. Shuffle the deck and cut it, please. Use your left hand, not your right, to cut the deck. Because why? Closer to my heart and all that. And you know, he he shuffles and cuts as as instructed. All right, and she sort of like. For a few moments, like, her, her eyes close and she just seems to, like, be grounding herself with one hand over the deck. And she grabs the first card and flips it over. Let me just... Oh, yeah, Charlotte's t- definitely watching this. Yeah. <laughs> Three again. So the first card she flips over is the Seven of Swords. And it is upright to Jacoby, not to her. Okay. And she sort of looks at it. This is where you are sort of now within yourself. And that is... You are feeling that there is, you have a sense of deception, that you have been tricked somehow. I'm guessing from what you've asked, I'm getting the feeling that it is from the looking glass fever has sort of, you've been deceived and tricked by this. This feeling of you got great power, but you're feeling deceived by it because of what you have learned recently. The next card will represent sort of what is to come in the future in the closer future not necessarily where it will end but where what's coming to you and she flips over the two of swords again upright to him mm-hmm. you will have choices to make in your future it'll be they'll be hard they you'll be undecided on what you want to do and how you feel mostly it is going to be how you feel about the thing perhaps something that will come up where you will have to make a choice about where you go and what you do. And then the third card is closer to the end of it all. And she flips over the Hierophant card upright again to Jacoby. This one is you will fall into the tradition of of everything, the conform you will conform, but it doesn't mean that you will be a sheep to whatever it is that you're finding. You will find your way there. It will feel comfortable. It will be the same as others. You will agree to what comes. You will accept it, whatever is coming to you. Uh, It suggests that for your own good, it will be better to follow this than to fight it, than to fight against it, It, to find the established traditions. But it is not a bad card at all. I think you will find your way. Hmm. And this is what the cards are telling you about the future to come. And she slowly folds the cards and gives them a shuffle before putting them back into the pouch and then very carefully folding up the silk scarf and putting it away as well. Was there anything at, else? At this point, Amos will be leaning back against no, the... Uh, Thank you kindly. What the heck? You'll be leaning saying, back? Be leaning back against the, uh, the seat and having a puff on his pipe. <laughs> and uh, he'll speak up. Hmm, looks interesting. Charlotte, was there anything you wanted to know? I do love the pursuit of information. Sometimes the thrill of discovery is the best. Of course. 
And with that, you are approaching the uh, Chelmsford train station. We're arriving. Excellent. And so a bit about Chelmsford, fairly small town. Not, of course, as small as Bucklebury. This is somewhere that actually has some shops, quite a few <laughs> shops, in fact. Not just like one or two with an inn and that's, you know, and the rest are houses. This actually has a downtown. Um, there are um, churches, multiple um, uh, multiple uh, cemeteries, um, all the things that you would think, uh, schools, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, think of a, a modern, you know, town of maybe 5,000, that kind of thing, that kind of equivalent. Um, I don't know how many... Let me think. They'd probably be population two, three thousand, something like that for this place, probably. So definitely at least a couple of different churches. Yep. A school. No, you're right. Probably a couple of schools, depending on how. Well, you also got to think it's 19th century. Schools are much smaller um, affairs. So you (laughs) do have, yeah, one room schools. You do have some schools which have more than that, but um, probably multiple churches of different denominations. And, um, you're noticing that once you step off the train, though, they are definitely celebrating Christmas quite heavily here. <laughs> Victorian style. <laughs> ah, lovely. There's a lot of decorations, and um, it's not uh, sunset yet, but you know it's it's nearing that. It's about an, you got about an hour left in the day, and the lights of various uh, displays and things are beginning to light up uh, the area around them, um, and. Uh, you can hear there are in the distance some carolers. There's a whole, I don't know, a festival of lights going on uh, downtown you hear as you pass through. Um, but is there anything in particular people are searching out, I guess, here to start their little investigation, I guess? The first thing we want to find is a place to, to put our bags for the night. Don't want to carry them around everywhere we go. Well, do we know of the specific... Oh, I guess, again, I guess I'm getting a hard time with scale. Should we be close to the events so that maybe we can experience these noises for ourselves? Hmm. She'll pull out her copy of that of that one and see if it specifies sort of where in the town it is, the noises we're occurring. I always find the tavern as the best place for information. <laughs> He's not wrong. So she's going to look at the Chronicle to see if it says the article specifies sort of where it all happened. The area um, nobody's sure uh in that it's very vague okay and um it's it's small enough town that if the screaming was loud enough they may not have known where exactly it was coming from okay just that it was audible um for a, a period of time um and i'd say uh if you are seeking out a tavern or something yeah um, sort of probably an inn with a tavern okay so as you're passing through town there's a mix of holiday revelers um a lot of barkers calling out Christmas-themed theaters and sideshows that are going on now. Um, You'll also notice that quite a few of these uh, plays and slideshows and stuff are traditional Christmas things-themed um, uh, events, but uh, most of the uh, mostly uh, the story has been altered to involve Boojums as central cast and figures. Because you're noticing most people here are Boojums. There are some humans here and there, but you've got a mix of snarks, elves, dwarves. You, a few trolls, you name it. You even come across a couple Sorid walking by, and that's new to you. He's, Would that be new to me, too? Yes, I think so. It'd be new to everyone, I think, because there are just not that many around. But if there's anywhere they can kind of mix in, it's here. This place uh, is amazing. And there's a lot of holiday lighting displays, uh, mostly greens and reds in the colors. 
But as you're passing through uh, this part of town to get to your inn, um, I want everyone to roll uh, charisma. I just want to check and see who. Charisma? Yeah. I have a first impression. Uh, no, it's not anything specific like that. It's more of a, I want to yeah, see, see who I can target with this. <laughs> oh, okay. Targets are fun. Nope. Probably not me. Let's see what we got here. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. One, three, four. I thought I, load, I, thought I was going to roll the lowest. No, no. You've not met me, have you? See how Alabama's rolls. Whoops. That's okay. I guess out of that. Just maybe I'll get lower. He explodes 70 times. Nope. Nope. So we can't count to four. So I win. One, two, three, and four. Charlotte wins in this. So. With a bit of a, yeah, a bit of jest in the voice, um, you hear out in a booming voice beside, you know, just uh, as you're passing through the crowds, a booming voice just kind of directed at you, Charlotte. And you, young girl, what do you want old Snarky Claus to gift you with this season? Oh, Snarky Claus? Um, are there any, do I have any limitations? Uh, you see the snark with uh, like an unusually long winter cap drooping over his shoulder? to his waist it's like red as you'd expect and a long wispy white beard um he's got a rather tight fitting outfit though in general red and white um and charlotte turns to him saying that first then turning to see oh oh well um if i could ask for anything um i'd probably ask for a centrifuge uh if i could get a uh an oscillating amplifier. If I could probably also get uh, new test tubes, I'd probably need to replace those. Um, some graduated cylinders. Um, I need definitely some superconductive materials. Um, if you could also get me some uh, this new powder, I think I need some saltpeter as well. And if you could also just pay for my living expenses, that'd be very wonderful. And he kind of laughs jollyly, kind of like, you know, the ho ho ho. Yeah, it's like it goes. Just from like stuff sheets to just like groceries to like just like all the things like if you could just take care of all my bills and like the things I need to spend money on that'd be dope like that'd be great. Uh, Amos I, will I, actually I, start choking on his pipe. <laughs> I think Jacob he just kind of just gently pats her on the head. It's like I don't think the good list covers that that much. Well, well okay. Well, you know, he's gonna try. He did ask. This is the snarky claws person has a good jolly laugh with it and. uh Looks over at Madame Trefini and says, Oh my, my, if it isn't a reader, what does fortune bring to Chelmsford this festive season, huh? Oh, well, we'll just have to see, won't we? She reaches into her pouch, pulls out the deck, shuffles it a bit, and pulls a single card out just to see what she gets from it. So we get the five, and she sort of looks at the five of wands upright in her hand. Oh, there will be some competition and rivalry, a bit of conflict here. But that can always be a bit of fun, can't it? Oh, that sounds like a jolly good time. As he kind of has a big barrel laugh to that one. And, uh, oh, hold on, my dear. I have something for you then. And he kind of walks behind a little wagon he has behind him. Where he seems like he's been handing out gifts to children, like little knickknacks and things like that. And um, he hands you something. Um, here, something for you. And... Um, you wouldn't have seen one of these before, but it looks a lot like a uh, crystal ball to you, um, except it, basically it's a snow globe, but um, these haven't been invented yet in the yeah. normal so timeline. Crystal ball with but, snow in it. Yeah, with snow <laughs> and a little diorama of a, a house and uh, a sleigh and reindeer and different things like that, different like festive Ooh. things. 
and he'll say, a, f- a fresh new invention from my elves in the North Pole. And he, <laughs> Does he and that too? Weeks is specifically oh. at Charlotte for being an oh, elf, of course, okay. too. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> she hand, you just like, holds it up, like, gingerly yeah, and then marveling at it. Charlotte to see it. Oh my goodness. Isn't it beautiful? It's lovely. Thank you. Oh, Fine craftsmanship, sir. We might not tell fortunes for you, though, but uh, I can't be sure. You never know. Perhaps it will. Perhaps it will. Perhaps it will. Have a good day, folks. You as well. Happy Christmas to you. Oh, and uh, Snarky Claus, is there perhaps an inn you would suggest in town for the four of us? Oh, yes. The, uh, oh, let me think. I gotta come up with a name, because I forgot to do that. (laughs) Uh, gotta think of an adjective. Think of an adjective. Happy onion? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I, I was actually going to say happy as well. Not the onion part, but. <laughs> the mellow okay. goose. So I've got a good one for you. Uh, he'll say, uh, the bountiful Boojum. Uh, he's down, down the street. I uh, point kind of down the road that you're at there, and there's this. Um, we're with a Christmas tree right in front of it, and there's a small tree um, with lots of lights in front of it. Marvelous. Thank you very much. Jacoby will tip his hat to Snarky Claws. Until next time, dear listeners, blessings and good health. Salutations and valedictions for the Boneyards and Boojums podcast are narrated by Susanna Lewis, keeper of the Thornvale RPG podcast and producer of the upcoming Starfares audio drama. To learn more about the 1879 RPG, please refer to the episode notes. <laughs>